The gospel reading this morning is from Matthew 21, 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village ahead of you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, the Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. And they brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them. And he sat on them. A very lar large crowd spread their cloaks on the road and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds went ahead of him and followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read these, uh, these words, uh, familiar words from the Palm Sunday uh, story. It is a uh, you know, such an unusual week for us. It's such a different time. I remember a few weeks ago when we were first deciding, this is now our fourth Sunday that we have done worship online. And I remember when we were our first Sunday, when we were discussing this, I couldn't imagine that we wouldn't be back together for Palm Sunday or Easter. And now it's looking like it's going to be probably until the end of May that we're going to be worshiping like this, that we are going to be a church that is spread out all over the place and not together, but we're still the church. We're still doing all of the things that the church does in terms of loving and caring for each other, in terms of extending the compassion of Christ out into the world, either through simple things like grocery shopping or uh, caring for the kids and families over at Toberman. We're still collecting money and gift cards and trying to do what we can to help um, those that are that are in greater need than ourselves right now i never imagined i really never imagined that i would be celebrating easter with you next week from my living room but here we are i was reminded this week about um the great german theologian uh, dietrich bonhoeffer who was actually killed in a nazi um, concentration camp because he would not renounce his faith and would not stop preaching the gospel um, in the midst of the rhetoric of the Nazi regime that wanted to claim to be Christian but was far from it. And Bonhoeffer, as he was imprisoned in 1943, uh, talked about, he wrote, a, he wrote a letter to his family during the Christmas season saying, you know, all of the usual symbols and sounds and everything that we associate with Christ Christmas is not with us. There is this great chasm and that God holds that chasm, that space 
that emptiness, uh, not to collapse upon itself, but to be filled for us. And so even without all of the normal symbols that we usually do on Palm Sunday and the processions and all of the, the stuff that's a part of Palm Sunday or the gathering around Christ's table on Monday, Thursday, or the Easter lilies and the singing of the, the hallelujah chorus and all, the, all those great traditions that we love, none of those things are Easter. None of those stuff is Palm Sunday. The, the deeper truth, the deeper meaning is, is in, in the middle of all of those symbols is the presence of Christ, is the reality of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I feel like in some ways this sort of falling away of the external stuff, all of, the, all of our familiar rituals and traditions, while we grieve that, and believe me, I grieve that, it, it's so strange. And yet we kind of realize that those are the externals. They are not the gospel. They are just the things that we, we appreciate and have come to expect. And so I feel like maybe this is a time where our faith really becomes um, even more solid because it's not about all, of the, all the pretty things that we can do and all the pretty songs and all the other stuff, but it's about our inner formation right now. So this week is, is Palm Sunday, and we call it, in a, in a lot of traditions, they begin with the, with the symbols of the palms and then uh, move through the passion story. We'll get to the passion story later in the week. But there are three words that keep coming to my mind this week uh, as I think about where we're at. Um, the first word um, is surrender. It's probably most of, for most of us, not our favorite Christian word. It is a word of offering ourselves. When we think of the Palm Sunday processions, we, we certainly think of the palms, but the people also surrendered their cloaks. It was, it was a way of laying a, a path for Jesus, of honoring him like you would a, a king rolling out a red carpet. They, they literally took off their cloaks, probably their most expensive piece of garment, and laid them out for Christ to come through. That's a, a surrender of, of something that was valuable and important to them. Certainly all of us got thrust about three, four weeks ago into a season of surrender, a time where we had to let go of things that seemed quite normal to us, things like going to the grocery store even, or going, for many of us, going to our offices or going to work or going to church. We had to surrender all of this everything in the name of really a much higher good, the name of public safety and of, of caring for those who are most vulnerable. We know that those are, who are elderly or have underlying health conditions are most vulnerable right now. And so we all just stopped, stopped. Everybody go home. Everybody get to where you are safe and rest in place, shelter in place. And I realize it's not really restful for many of us if we've got children at home and we've got all kinds of stuff to do. It's, this is not a restful time. But it is a time of surrender, a time of letting go. I have, I think that there has been a tendency for a lot of us to try to do everything that we would normally do, plus all the stuff that we wouldn't normally do. And we start stacking up on ourselves these expectations that we have to do everything and do it just as well as we did it before, as if everything were normal. And I'm sort of gotten to the point where I'm like, there's nothing normal anymore. 
we're all sort of stressed, we're grieving, we're anxious, we're tired, we're trying to manage a new normal that is anything but normal. Increasingly, we're hearing of loved ones who are sick, and that's scary, scary in these times. And so what does it look like for us to surrender to God's grace, to know that God is going to be with us, that there's so many things right now that we cannot control, but that we can just turn over to God and know that God has got us. No matter what happens, we are in God's hands, that God will love us, that God will care for us, that God will care for our loved ones. And it feels to me like in this week, that's kind of where we're at. We're at a time of surrendering, of taking off our outer garments, taking off our outer preferences, our symbols, all the things that um, have made us comfortable and really made us who we are, our jobs, our tasks, our duties, and laying ourselves before Christ to say, here we are. We are walking this road. We are in this together. We will, as Christ did, do this for the greater good. We will sacrifice ourselves. We will surrender some of our freedoms of travel and mobility in order that all might live, in order that we can protect everybody in our society. So I want to invite you this week to just be thinking about that word surrender. What, what can you surrender? What can you let go of? What can you turn over to God this week? in order to give yourself some more peace, in order to offer yourself um, in this time. The other word that comes to mind is hope. And that might sound strange, but I have a lot of hope right now. Hope in, a, in our uh, Palm Sunday narrative is the shout of Hosanna, which means literally save us, save us God from in, in the, in the uh, ancient Jerusalem, it was save us from Roman occupation, save us from a government, save us from the powers that be that would, would control us. But save us is also a spiritual call. It is to save us from the things that, that get in our own way, save us from our sins, save us from our, our selfishness, save us from our own sense of pride and ego. For me, there's a tremendous amount of hope. I, I am crying out hope on behalf of our scientists and reach researchers who are desperately searching for, for antibody tests, for vaccines, for understanding this disease as fully as possible. Save us. We pray, God, for our, our researchers, for our doctors, for our nurses, for those who are offering themselves. I wonder in this week if you might be thinking about where your salvation comes from. Where do you need to cry, save us in your life? And again, I think we're all crying, save us, as we pray for our doctors and nurses and first responders and our grocery store workers and anybody who is in harm's way right now. But I want to think about it spiritually. Where in your life do you need to experience salvation right now? Where do you need to know God's redemption? I would invite you to shout Hosanna, to call on the one who comes to us in the name of the Lord, to pray for salvation, 
for redemption and for hope in your own life. And then the third word that is coming to mind is courage. We are at a time that following, uh, we're, we're in a time that calls for great courage. It is scary. I mean, I, I went to the grocery store yesterday and I had my mask on and I'm, you know, wiping down the handle of the shopping cart with the sanitizing cloth and I'm using my hand sanitizer. I felt like I needed to come home and take off a hazmat suit when I got home. Scary times out there. It takes courage right now. It takes courage both to be out in the world if we have to. Please don't go out unless you absolutely have to. And it takes courage to, to allow ourselves to, to serve other people. I was reading this morning about our governor, Governor Newsom, put out a, a call for the Cali they're calling it California Health Corps. And it's, he just asked anybody who is recently retired or you know, has medical training, either as a doctor, a nurse, or whatever, to sign up for the medical corps for California. And within 24 hours, they had 79,000 people. 29,000 people sign up to say, I use me, I, I will, I will serve in this time. That blows my mind. The courage of our healthcare workers. But this Holy Week, you know, we know that from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, the crowds go from shouting, Hosanna, save us, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, to crucify him. All of the praise and all of the glory and all of the wonderfulness of Palm Sunday starts to get muddy and messy. And they lost courage by the time they got to Good Friday. I think it takes great faith right now. We're at a time that calls for a lot of faith in our lives. We're at a time that calls us to be really grounded and centered, that our faith is in the one who who comes to us, who walks with us, who is willing to risk death, not just as some sort of a, a sacrificial lamb, but that's part of the, the story, but also as one who wasn't going to let any of the powers of the world determine how to love. And we are at a time right now where we are called to bear extraordinary love in the world. And we, we bear extraordinary love by sacrificing our own uh, sort of freedom to be out and about. We sacrifice, we offer extraordinary love by caring for our families and caring for ourselves right now. And this is an act of courage. It's an act of God's grace. As we go into this week, I want to sort of remind you to hold tight to your faith right now, to hold on to the sureness of God's love that redeems us, that God's love that walks with us every step of our journey, of Christ whose love would not be stopped even at death. That wasn't enough to stop God's love. There's nothing, there's nothing in either life or death or life beyond death that can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And so today we remind ourselves to be of good courage, that we walk in the sure faith of a God who loves us, who created us, of Christ who redeems us. We walk in the sure faith of a community of faith 
that is with us online in worship, but that is online in every other place in, in our country and our world right now. We walk in the short faith that God walks with us. And so surrender and hope, redemption, and courage. As we go into this week, I invite you to behold all of those things. I will be sharing with you via uh, emails and other uh, forms this week, different meditations to sort of guide us as we go into this week. Um, that we might be of good courage, that we might be of good faith, that we might be seeking redemption even in these times as we surrender and offer ourselves to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we walk this Palm Sunday journey with you once again. We walk it differently this year. We're not, we're not in our churches and we're not shouting our hallelujahs in, in the usual ways, and yet we are calling out to you. We are surrendering ourselves in the name of love. And we are placing our hope and our salvation in your great redemption. And we are shielding ourselves with the courage of faith, knowing that you walk this journey with us, God. And so as we go into this holy week, guide us guide us that we might experience Christ with us and among us. We offer ourselves, we offer our cloaks, we surrender ourselves to your great hope and great faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. <laughs>